Hey guys, it's Elaine here, and this week, Cody and I are sharing yet another one of our conversations in the woods. As we went hiking this past weekend, we started discussing the idea of energy, spirituality, and utilizing our resources. We also asked the question, what if there are more than just five senses we haven't yet tapped into? This episode is full of our introspection and what's been on our hearts as we trek through an entirely new trail. We would love to hear your thoughts on these topics and look forward to furthering this conversation. If you enjoy deep talks, asking the hard questions, or simply looking for an online community, be sure and ask to join Nomads, a safe community to ask unsafe questions. Of course, the link to this will be in the show notes below. We hope you enjoy our conversation in the woods as we speculate how we can be more unified. We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the answers. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit. So, like, we're talking about, like, what kind of untapped energies are out there in the world right now that we don't even know about. We're talking about, like, the dawn of electricity was, like, this thing that before humans even knew what it was, we were like, wow, God is angry. He just shot light out of the sky and blew up a building. And then, like, we, you know sort of kite with a key into a windstorm if that's really what happened mind you and like realize that this is something that can be harnessed and it can be used to power little metal wires to make them glow to produce light or to send electrical impulses over wires to tap on a little device and make it twitch to send coded messages and now to the point that we carry around these little devices that used to take up the size of rooms, you know, and like it's this stuff that in the Bible, this stuff was chalked up as myth and we're, we've learned how to harness it, right? It's kind and of like bottled up electricity or technology. Bottled up energy. Yeah, bottled up energy and sold it. And then I think about like we were talking about what's another big one of those? Well, radiation. Radiation, yeah. We learned that things in life, certain elements, even the sun itself emits this energy right? It's a, just a different form of energy that we can take and use nuclear fission, which we're working on nuclear fusion, right? But we can use it to smash invisible to the naked eye and like having to have super powerful things that even know it exists. We can smash them together in tubes to create energy. And if we do it wrong, or I guess right in the eyes of war, but wrong in the eyes of humanity, we can unleash these things as weapons to wipe out just like ungodly amounts of people and places and it causes mutations to form instantly and like all this craziness and well that's a lot of poison ivy um but like there's all these untapped energies and my thought process that kind of spurred this on was like what's the next untapped energy that we don't yet know about that exists like before a geiger counter we had no idea what radiation was before uh you know like a EMF reader, we only vaguely knew what electromagnetic fields were. Magnetism, that's another one. That's an ancient one, right? The fact that certain metals attract other metals 
without even touching them, right? There's just this untold energy that vibrates and radiates out. And yet, we talk about all this new agey stuff of like, we all emit energy and we're all vibration and all this craziness. But it's as true. if it's, we use it as like, oh, well, science hadn't talked about that. Like, we have everything figured out. Well, and scientists aren't the only ones that know things. They just went to school and have a title. Right. Well, and science is just the man's method of naming God's creation. Well, that and like science also fails, which in essence is a success because you start to learn new things. Right. (coughs) But like science fails all the time. Like things like fixed ideas, fixed topics, things that have always worked in the past end up changing over time, end up evolving. And I think that's like, I think we're just now starting to tap into otherworldly things or other spiritually things. And we're allowing ourselves to think outside of the physical. Which is crazy because everything that shaped our history hasn't been physical. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's been physical things that shaped the history, like the Bronze Age, stuff like that. But it's always these things that are chalked up to having like God-like qualities. And then science gets a hold of them. And just because we understand them, it's like it pulls the divinity away from it. Yeah. But in reality, to me, that's literally man's commission. Like if you look in Genesis, what does God tell Adam, right? Go name the animals. Go and have dominion over the earth. Literally, God says, go be a scientist, right? Yeah. Like go and become scientists. Learn about what I have done. Because in these things, that's how we learn divinity. Well, and not just like with resources and utilizing that, but like also be a scientist of people, learn people, learn people's spirits. That's why you have psychology and how the mind works. That's how you have like personality tests. That's you, that's why you have different things of understanding and tapping into people's energy. Radiation wasn't believed in before it was understood, right? And then we started seeing the effects of it. And it's always someone on the fringe who learns something. Everyone thinks they're stupid because, oh, well, that's outside the realm of possibility. Well, let's be honest. Quantum physics is outside the realm of possibility. Yet here we are. We've given these laws. This is where I was kind of going right before we started recording this. We've given these laws to things, right? The law of gravity. Law of attraction. Except for the law of gravity isn't a law. Yeah. That only applies here. Yeah. Or in anywhere where there's supposedly this spin. We actually don't even know why gravity works. We have yet to figure out what it is in the earth that holds us to it. If you think logically, the earth is spinning, right? So if we're spinning, shouldn't we be thrown out of the earth? If I put water in a cup and toss it, now there's a whole thing of like you can spin water around and around and it stays in the cup like perpetual motion or whatever and like how things stay in place by force. And I understand that, but we're spinning and moving. Like There's all this stuff that goes into play. And you start thinking about it like, how does any of this make sense? We still don't understand gravity. We still don't completely understand magnetism. We understand that ions go out from objects and positive and negative ions, you know, attract each other. You know, what, neutrons, electrons, and all that stuff. Like how they attract. But like... We don't 100% understand how any of that works yet. Well, we don't even understand ourselves as humanity. We don't even know what's in our oceans. Yeah. Like, we're so primitive. Like 90% of our ocean or whatever, we don't even know. We're so primitive. That's cool looking. 
But like, we don't even realize that like our minds are so primitive, but our spirits are so advanced. Yeah. And it takes being able to come beside yourself in essence and saying, okay, God, that's a pretty fern growing naturally out here. (laughs) Okay, God, thanks for that pretty fern. And like, just being able to go, you know what? There's this energy within me. If rocks can be attracted to each other, then so can we, right? Like, so can we have like our energy has some kind of force on how we relate to others and nature around us. And if that sounds crazy, iron's in our body. Literally, magnetic chemicals and elements are in our bodies. As in cereal, you can get a magnet to cereal and you can see it. Well, that's because they put it in there. It's fake, but it's just, it's it's amazing to me that like now science is talking about things like uh, parallel dimensions running in tandem. And to me, that sounds a whole lot like we're getting into some angel, demon, spooky, spiritual stuff. You know what I mean? Infinite realities and all this kind of stuff. And it just makes you feel so humbled to realize like there is an energy out there that we have probably not tapped into yet because we are so inner focus bound to yeah, our five senses that we don't allow any of the other senses our body has. Who knows how many that even is, I right? I was going to say, like, whenever I was in college, um, they said that we actually have, like, up to ten senses. And we have bound ourselves, i got a creek crossing here, to these five senses of this is all we have. How am I going to get across this? But, like, perception is actually one of those things. Right. Um, depth and perception are actually... Senses. Senses. Yeah. I'm going to go this way to get across this creek without getting soaked. There we go. Innovative thinking. And these are just our reality senses, right? And then you think about like, okay, here's a good example. Or yeah, you're back there still. Okay. Here's a good example for you. I've almost been struck by lightning three times in my life. Yeah. One time when I was young was the closest. I was standing next to a tree that got hit by lightning and I literally felt Every hair in my body stand up and it felt like vibrations shooting down my neck into my back. I imagine Will from Stranger Things. Yes. Anytime the uh, mind flayers. Yeah, mind flayer, the Demogorgon, like he can sense it. And so like I literally jumped out of the way. And now, mind you, it was a few feet from me, but it hit the tree behind me. Next, I was in uh, or I was out looking at a funnel cloud. I know that's terrible, but. The sky like turned green. My neighbor and I, shout out to Shay. If you listen to this, Shay, you'll remember this. We had it on video on some old phone. I wish I could dig it up and find it. But we're both standing out there. Dang, another creek crossing. Slippery. Um, It's a pretty creek right here. But like we literally were out standing on the road. And all of a sudden, once again, we both get that same sensation at the same time. And boom, the telephone pole that was about seven or eight feet from us gets blown. This lightning slams it, and it's just a big flash, and then it was gone, and all the power in the neighborhood was just shot. The last time, I was in my office when I worked at the church, felt something similar but more faint, and all of a sudden I heard a big pow. I walked outside, and right outside my office, within four foot of the office, literally right across the sidewalk, there's a huge tree that got blasted, and my truck was parked under the tree. I was in the second story of this building, mind you, and whoa, there's a lot of mud. We're going to go this way. Um, but the tree had got blasted and the electricity traveled down the tree and fried the, uh, computer in my truck. 
and I had to take it in the shop because I went to drive it home that day, not even realizing it hit my truck because um, it traveled through the tree first. I realized my truck was like stalling out and starting, starting and stopping and like misfiring and everything. Come to find out it fried the control board that controls the fuel injectors in my truck and the engine. So literally all three of those times I could feel it before it happened. We can feel electricity. Like if you shove your finger in a light socket, you're going to feel it. If you, pretty butterfly. If you're around radiation, you know, it may take a minute, but sooner or later you're going to start noticing it, right? Like people that go through chemo can probably attest to this way more than I can. But I just thought of another thing that some people have, like another ability, I guess. What is that? Of like the senses of like the synthasia where they can oh, like yeah. read people as colors or like they can see, visually see music or. Well, and before that was all deemed as like witchcraft, right? Yeah. But now like we realize there's like actual abilities in the human brain. Some people have extra cones in their eyes and can see more color than we can. Well, that we know like, ultraviolet light. That's another huge one. Some we people use, are more dominant left-brained or dominant right-brained. Some more people are like some people are more artistic and musically skilled and creative, and other people are more like structure and like the, there's there's just something to that. Well, and that's what I was saying is like think about IR light and stuff like that. It's literally what controls most of our devices. We've used light to communicate like a beacon. We've used it for older night vision. We've used it, but it's not even on our realm of spectrum. I wonder though, how much of our use or overuse of certain technologies or our phone, you could even get into like 5G or whatever, like how much of the usage either connects us more to those energies and or lessens our ability to connect with things of the world and things in the, of nature. Right. But like what really spurred this on in my head is to think about the idea that we are all so bound to these few senses and this little bit of knowledge that we think we have. Right. Like we believe that we have all of it figured out until the next big thing comes along. And then all of a sudden we know more. Or we know nothing. Right. And everything is law until it's disproven. We think that all of this stuff that we have figured out with the way things operate is, oh, well, that's just how it is because science says. But that only takes one little thing to shift it. Yeah. You know, one little thing completely throws that off of its, off of its uh, fulcrum, you know, and it just goes flying. And that's how it is with all this stuff now with, which, I mean, it's been around, but, like, the realization that wormholes may lead out one side into a whole other reality. They're punched through our universe. Yeah. The idea of what's beyond our universe. I think of like movies like Donnie Darko and whether it's time travel and or just like alternate universes or like, I think I was in ninth grade, but I used to have this Sunday school teacher who like was one of the foundational people in my life who told me to question things and and told me to think outside of the box. And she always gave us rhetorical questions or like open-ended questions uh -huh. that can mean one thing or can mean multiple things depending on your perspective. Yeah. And I remember talking about like heaven and hell. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, heaven's upstairs or hell's below us or whatever because it's to the earth's core and it's hot. But regardless of that aspect, I remember 
her asking us one time that what if hell was just an alternate reality? Or what if we are sitting in front of heaven? Or like, what if it is within our reach? We just don't recognize it because of the alternate reality or because of whatever is closing that gate. Well, because we have become so... Like, how do we know it's not in front of us? Right, we become so fixated on our primal emotions, the things present in this world. And I'm not discounting those things. I'm walking out here in nature. I feel the ground below me. I smell the pollen that's making me sneeze. Same. Uh, I, you know, I literally can hear the water running. I can hear your voice. I can see the grass and the all these ferns we're walking through, which is really pretty. It's a beautiful area right here with all Very these creeks that green. we keep going through. It's one of the prettier areas we've been in a while. Yeah. And we've been to a lot of pretty places lately. All of that to say, like, there's so much more right outside of this. Yeah. That we find in the stillness, in the quiet. And God is ever present. We got a big creek crossing right here. Go on up. You got this. And like God is ever present with us. But at the same time, we have to know where to look or how to listen. And like we look at all the, I go like kind of tying it into all the energy and all that, like I was talking about. We talk about all that. And like when you look through the Bible and some of these ancient texts, there's so many ways that it tries to allude to things. And we become scared of things like, oh, witchcraft, old earth, blah, blah, blah. And we realize like God is just an expression. I'm not discounting God. God's the creator. Like, I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying like God is expressing himself by this conversation. Yeah. We are in essence channeling God into this beautiful forest setting just as much as every rock we walk over or this dead tree I'm literally stepping over right now is the essence of God breathed into this. And it's this interconnectedness to think like I'm someone who has feared dying most of my life, right? And to kind of realize like I'm not a single thing. It takes other life force to give me life, to continue all the me living. In your body. That's what I'm saying. Like if I didn't eat something that had lived, right? If I don't eat plant or flesh or whatever it is that has life in it and has had life channel through it, I cannot live just as much as, excuse me, bug, just as much as the plant that we are hitting with our feet has to suck nutrients from the soil from other things that have left it behind. Which begs the question of reincarnation, or the idea of reincarnation. But everything is just an echo of God. Yeah. And God we view as this distant thing, but I'm not trying to discredit the tangibility of God because I believe God is a being I can talk to, that I can resonate with, that I can feel the wind on my back right now as that big breeze just came through. Like, But when you realize how connected you are with people, with God, with all of these things, it puts in a spirit, like you were saying, the atoms in your body are literally an echo of that. And we are uncountable numbers. I was going to say billions. I was going to say trillions, but it's not even that. Uncountable numbers of particles all the way down to the smallest thing we know of right now, which is probably not even the smallest because the universe is infinitely expandable and infinitely Im ex expandable and exponential. Ex whatever in looking inward is, whatever that word is, that I'm looking for here that my brain is not wanting to cooperate with me on. Like you can go in infinitely and out infinitely and everything is infinite. And sooner or later, when does it loop? You know what I mean? Well, and then like the beauty of like 
being harmonious with people right and, and cultivating especially right now when everyone sees everyone as a threat and it's so sad and i'm not dogging on anyone i mean it's a real thing but our emotions like the human and humanity is being taken out well and like because the, of this threat this like while we're talking about this i'm just like all these ideas are hitting me and like i wonder if like you know obviously self-isolation like there's a difference between being isolated and finding solitude. We've done an entire episode on that. Maybe we come back to that. But social isolation, personal isolation is not a good thing. It's not healthy. It's not beneficial. It's not life-giving. There's no joy in that. There's no fruit of the spirit in that. And a lot of people, especially right now, you kind of have a group of people who are having, like being forced to self-isolate because of the stuff that's going on. And an idea that kind of came to my head was like, what if that is sickness in itself? Or what if that breeds sickness or illness or disease? Crazy how we came out of that thicket. Now we're in like this kind of more clearing area with these down trees with the moss all over them. Of being like isolated. Yeah. What does that do to our physical health? eat that lizard doppler. What does that do to... Uh, spiritually, psychology, men- psychologically, mentally, what all, whatever you want to call it, socially. Well, and then whenever we look at people, right? And there's an instance where, without getting into too much details, we, we witnessed something passively recently of a person who was scared of an interaction they had online with someone who was a different belief system than a them. A positive one, mind a you. A positive interaction, but they really felt like they were actually being attacked. And they put so much stock into this negative energy when all someone did was like like a photo or something. Be careful, it's kind of steep right here. Right? It was like a completely harmless interaction. But they were plagued with it. Right. Like to the point of waking up in the middle of the night, according to them, and like felt like they were being attacked. But that's, life is just, and this is kind of the life force I'm talking about. There's this energy out there, this God energy. That feeds off of that. That we've learned little parts of it, like electricity and infrared, all these other spectrums, all this stuff. Maybe even parallel universes. But it's so small, and I want to pause for just a second to come over here and look at the spider that I just saw. Where'd he go? He was pretty. But we have all this life force around us, but it's literally what we make of it. And like to think of this, and this is a hard thing to think about, the virus that is plaguing people right now. A world. <laughs> yeah. It's caused untold numbers of deaths. In and of itself, it doesn't know it's bad. It's just a virus. And to, uh, to others, I'm not one of those people or the virus thing, but to plants that we harvest, we're a virus to them. Yeah. To animals In- we slaughter. Infiltrating. We're a, we're a virus to them. To the bullfrog, the snake is the virus. Yeah. It's just a, it's a macro version of a micro threat, right? Well, and some people, I am not one of these people, but some people even think that humanity is a threat to the sure. world. Sure, but I mean, we're part of the ecosystem, and I don't agree with that at no, all. No, I don't agree with that either. That's a that's whole other conversation I could have, but... Hi there, how are y'all? Good, how are you? Doing well. Oh, the beautiful day to do it. No, you don't get chips. Thank you. Come on, Doc, keep moving. Y'all have a great day. You too. Yeah, we're heading up to the mountain. So, but like... There's this thought process, right? Like you were saying, but in and of itself, on a micro level, yeah, there's bacteria in our guts that we allow to exist because they provide us a benefit. Yeah. Right? Gut biomes and all of 
molecular. Right, stuff we're just now touching on. Yeah. Before it was like, like there's good bacteria all with antibiotics, you know? Like there's good bacteria that helps you stay healthy. Even some viruses are good. We're Boost learning immunity, right now. You know? With DNA technology, we're on the cusp of learning how to program viruses to kill off other viruses. We've already genetically modified mosquitoes to go and kill off bad mosquitoes. And like all of this is in essence, like God is so personal yet so vast. Yeah. And like this virus, it's like our enemy, right? But it doesn't know it's an enemy. It's just trying to survive. Now, is it a bastardization of creation? Ultimately, is it intended? Like is destruction of life and all that? Was is my true belief that heaven is a unification of of uh, all all living things, which is everything, because everything's alive, mind you, on some subatomic level. Yeah. Either micro the or energy, macro. Energy, vibration, whatever. But like, I believe that is what God intended, and I believe that whether you call it sin or what did throw that off, it tilted it off, right? But beyond that. We're walking through the woods, and one of the things I hate is ticks. But when you realize that they're just trying to find live. energy, <laughs> find life. Are we living things, not a tick, to all of this vast network of roots below us? Sucking its life source. Now, I'm not propagating to, like, go let ticks live on you. No. Nope. <laughs> because it was caused diseases. Like I said, there's a bastardization of reality. But, like, then you start thinking of it. Okay, so Christ said that a place is being prepared. What if this is, like, this cognitive web of us learning about this new reality that we coexist alongside, call it a parallel universe, call it a whatever it is, whatever you know, the Bible uses it as like heaven and hell, spiritual, Even right? mindset. And in that, we're in a process of coming into unity to be able to exist in that. Like all these different terms, science, new age, Christianity, uh, other religions all come together and realize like it's all an understanding of the same thing. And some are maybe focused on the wrong thing. Some may be focused on the river when there's an ocean to study. But it takes all kinds to learn. When you realize, like, there is no enemy outside the enemy you create. Their people are never your enemy. There is no bad person. There are only people with the wrong mindset. There are no people without God. There are only people who fail to see God all around and within them. And all of that just, I mean... I don't know if that was a baby snake or a lizard. <laughs> Probably a lizard. But like when you start to put all that into perspective, the unification, the reunification is what the Bible spoke of all along. If you read through Genesis to Revelation, it's just one seamless loop of coming back to Christ. And it really is the spiritual journey. It's this awakening. It's the Buddhists had so much knowledge when they were looking at Nirvana. Yet I don't think nothingness is the desire. I think becoming unity and becoming one with God. And that requires us tapping into a set of senses that I'm way, like I'm sitting here talking about it, just praying that somehow my conversation I'm having now will spark continued learning so far down the future. See where that squirrel been making a nest and putting all those nuts? Yeah. That even, in and of itself. Let's talk about that for just a second. Animals have these instincts. <laughs> we call them instincts. But, oh, humans don't have those. Bullcrap. Instincts are these pre-programmed unctions by God that we have come to compartmentalize and somehow we, re we suppress them due to our ability to get caught up too far off and too far in. That's why 
God is so real to humanity, I feel like. I don't think animals sit around questioning God's existence. No, I because was going to say, like, dogs, for instance, whenever, like, we've witnessed this with Doppler, we've witnessed this with other dogs, like, they innately know a trail to follow. Yeah. But I think it's because they allow all, which they don't have the ability to think that we know of. Um, they don't have that cognitive thought. That is what differentiates us. I feel like animals have emotions or can like have trauma and stuff like right. that. But animals know where there's a life. They follow life. They follow their instincts. And I think the reason is because they don't have an ability not to. Right. And that's, that's vital. That's like key. They don't have the ability not to do that. They have to do it. Oh, wow. Just came up in this boulder garden. This is pretty. Butterflies all around. See this? This overgrown boulder garden here. I'm going to snap a photo of it. I was going to say, I'm going to record. Maybe no. we can just stop for a second here and finish this conversation up. But yeah, like there's just this cognitive ability within humans. And we just know it. Yeah. And we've suppressed it. Just like you said, the animals know how to follow life. And that is God. And that's where we're well, trying to get to is to... I was going to say, how do we tap into that ability to turn off that... I think what we're doing right now starts it. Having the conversations about it. Which is ironic. Recognizing. Recognition. I think that's it. Yeah. It's not even thought because thought is part of the thing that can get in the way. Yeah. But coming to a place of understanding how much we don't understand. Yeah. And then that humbleness, right? Humility is an aspect of God that we can start to tap into. And from there, I mean, I feel like we can touch the, the drop of water in the tide pool on the beach next to the ocean. It is all that we have to learn. Yeah.